0: I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Susan Verde, author of Say One Kind Thing Lessons in Acceptance, Love, and Letting Go. Many of uh, us have an inner critic, a voice that tells us we're not good enough as a friend, a child, a parent, and it can be a battle of wills and perseverance to tame the internal chatter. New York Times bestselling author and mindfulness expert Susan Verde has wrestled with this struggle for decades. Yoga, meditation, and mindfulness practices became her way of challenging and quieting her internal fault finder as she experienced loss. Divorce and parenthood. Now she's here as a collection of original essays that emphasize the power of positive self talk with humor, heart, and disarming vulnerability. She reveals her missteps and her greatest moments of joy. She writes books for readers of all ages, including the number one New York Times bestselling I Am series, and teaches kids yoga and social emotional awareness. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, Susan. Thank you. It's so nice to be here, Catherine. Well, I guess the key word is, and I don't like to say this, but uh let's start with worthlessness or not feeling worthy mm. because that seems to kind of be the introduction to your book and you know tells the introduction to the whole story or your story feeling worthless not yeah
1: yeah i mean it's it's a hard word to hear um it's certainly a hard word when I hear other people use that word it's uh i you know it's it's and set something off in me. Um, it's It was a word that I heard many times as I was growing up, and uh, it was a word I was not able to sort of blow off or not pay attention to. It was something that I really internalized uh, right from the start, that sort of feeling that, like, I I wasn't I, what was I worth? I, I, you know, I questioned it. I, I, I decided I wasn't worth anything. I, you know, it was a, it was a very, um, difficult relationship with that, that word. When I you talk that about that worked.
0: relationship with that word, it comes from somewhere, obviously your family. Uh, maybe we should yeah. start with, let's go back. Let's look at your family. How did you, you know, growing up in, in New York, New York city, I, um, how did that emanate from your mother, your father,
1: your yeah, relationship. I, yeah, I grew up in uh, in in the West Village in Manhattan, and um, you know, my my father was a really it sort of interesting presence. <laughs> he was um, very very capable at work, in, incredibly intelligent, had moments of pure kindness. He he had this reputation at his job as being you know fair and um, kind and thoughtful, but. I think what I learned later on is that, um, he, he, being a parent gave him a lot of fear and anxiety. And the way it manifested was anger and disappointment. So, you know, my brother and I heard the word worthless. We were told we were worthless over and over, um, as we faced challenges in our lives and, you know, didn't overcome them or, or it took us a while or whatever it was. I mean, we literally heard the word, like, you're so worthless. And, you know, coming from your parents who are supposed to love you unconditionally, that that you begin to believe it.
0: Well, you're growing up in this, and I'm going to say, you, I think you say it in the book too, but privileged background, more privileged than most. Let's say your father was on Wall Street. So where was your mother in the picture? I mean, this is dad. This, so where was she?
1: My mother was there, my mother had always my mother was also very talented and very smart, and uh, she was there, but she was very young when she had us, and I think that uh, you know she had a sense that motherhood wasn't really what she was interested in doing at that moment, and so she she had cultivated a life for herself and for my father, so they were Um, you know, they were not always present. She worked. She worked in various interesting jobs and she um, sort of held together the social life of the family and showed us how to behave and and dress and, you know, uh, pay attention to those things. But emotionally, she was not there. And I, I think that my father was equally as harsh with her. So she was going through her own her own feelings about the relationship as we were going through them.
0: All right, so you're growing up in this kind of an atmosphere and feeling, uh, but but it, at the same time that those feelings of worthlessness were sort of accompanied by your accomplishments because you're bright, you seem to uh, you be motivated. Um, and so how does that fit into not feeling like you can, that you're, I guess, fault finding. I said that in the beginning. I think in the intro, always finding fault with yourself, but still at the same time, being able to move forward in that kind of a family dynamic.
1: You know, there were there were so many examples of um, people who felt uh, confident and good about themselves, and I, I I don't know. I I just there was a certain point at which I felt like this was a debate going on in my brain. You know, was I, was I, could I accomplish anything or was I really not going to do anything? There was this sort of motivation to kind of prove them wrong. But at the same time, uh, you know, with every step, with every success or attempt at something, um, I still had this voice that was so loud and it just took everything in me to, to counter it. Uh, so that, so I, you know, was was battling with myself this whole time. I, you're right. I mean, there there is some, there was some drive to kind of keep trying to do things. But even now, when I've you know written books and made the bestseller list, and or when I was teaching and I felt very confident about that job and I loved it so much, there was always that part that would sneak in and say, you know, well. You're really not that great. <laughs> you really, you know, you might have done this, but just wait. You're going to screw something else up, you know. Just just give it a minute. Um, All right, well, so you gave it, it a
0: minute. Fun. Now you wrote the book, Say One Kind Thing. So you've gotten to, <laughs>
1: right? you've gotten
0: to this point right. and you're so it, successful. It's really
1: become this, this, this process of, of saying one kind thing, you know, starting with one kind thing and saying it to myself until I was able to believe it and embrace it and move forward. Um, but it's a practice. And I think that's, you know, that's what this book is really about. It's about sort of the journey and the practice. It's not a uh, how to and this is how you're going to, you know, this is how you're going to suddenly start caring for yourself and loving yourself by saying this or doing this. It's really just my experience with it and the hope that, you know, it, it will resonate and that someone might see take away some little tidbits that they can use in their
0: lives. Yeah. Well, it does resonate and it is well-written and easy to read. And, and you're right. It's not a book that says you have to do this. It's a personal story. It's your story. And we can take what we want from your story and add it to our own stories, I guess. Okay. So let's take us through. I mean, that's the background. That's your family. Uh, Mm -hmm. You kept plowing forward. uh, If that's the right word. (laughs) And then your story Uh, finding, you know, having your first relationship, getting married, becoming a parent, getting divorced, I think I said in the intro, let's go through, those those are all processes, I guess, but, um, (laughs) yeah, and how you managed to, how you managed all of those
1: uh, relationships. Yeah, I, it was um you know it's every i mean it is not a a very unique journey in that i i I met someone and i he you know irritated my parents just enough that made him more attractive to me <laughs> <laughs> and uh we developed a relationship and we fell in love and we had children and you know but the I think that and and I say it in the book that I feel like there was never there was never really an an in love there. There was just sort of uh, good feelings and this is how it's supposed to go. And I was so focused on having children. That was, that was my big dream all along. I think because I so badly wanted to be able to undo what had been done to me by having my own children, which if you have children, you kind of realize that that is, not the not the reason. To have. <laughs> they are not actually ultimately an extension of you, and you kind of have to heal yourself as opposed to trying to heal yourself through them. Yeah, but, well I think you know, anybody that, who has kids has knows told. that. Yes,
0: yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, they're not an extension of oneself, and uh, we no. learn that uh, when we become parents. That's true. Um, so anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Isu, no, but you... no.
1: So you know, I there was uh, we just we just we just weren't compatible. And I was very involved in the children. He was, uh, feeling like I wasn't giving him enough attention. There was all this, you know, back and forth. And, um, I think ultimately we just didn't like being with each other. And so, uh, at a certain point, it felt like being alone was better than being lonely in a partnership. Um, that wasn't a partnership, you know? So, uh, I made the decision that, we had to end this marriage. And uh, it was terrifying because I had three young children at the time. I had twins and a third who had come, you know, shortly thereafter. Um, And it was a frightening moment, but also a very liberating moment. And since then, he and I have become closer and, you know, he shows up in the best way he can. But uh, yeah, it was just quite a journey. And through all of it, there was that feeling that, you know, oh, this is this is my fault. What am I doing? You know, how, how could I do this to my children, myself, my ex-husband? I mean, there's always that voice that makes you question your choices. But I think the more you are able to make them, <laughs> the yeah. quieter that voice gets.
0: Yeah, I think when you're able to make those kinds of decisions, especially, well, I'll say divorce in particular, because there are many women who can't make that decision. They know they, they, they would rather be alone rather. What did you say? Be alone rather than uh, being lonely in the relationship, but they just continue with that and really continue to live. they not very happy. It's not, you
1: know, it's not easy whether you're the one who, you know, feels, uh, like you, you have a reason to go, you know, whether you're the one making the decision or whether your partner makes that decision, it's, still, it's still very difficult, obviously. So, you know, it's not something that just happens overnight, but you're right. I I think that ultimately when you start making those decisions, when you take that action, that's what allows you to see your strength.
0: Yeah. It's empowering, even though it's, it's a challenge, obviously, Yeah. but it's, it is empowering when you, and so now you have three kids, set of twins, And then one of your kids is older. So now what happens with the children? I mean, because that's a whole uh, uh, journey. Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The children. Well, the children have been my greatest gift and the most terrifying thing in my my (laughs) life. Um, They, you know, they they have a, a lot of challenges. And so being a single mom and raising them was, was not easy, but also taught me so much about myself and about the things that I had not dealt with in my own life. Um, you know, my goal, of course, had been to, like we said earlier, not make them an extension of me, let them feel worthy and loved unconditionally and be who they are. And But you never prepared for anything that life throws your way. So I, I, you know, I have one child who um, has severe OCD um, and that was incredibly difficult um, and still continues to be a challenge in our lives. It's sort of rearranged the dynamic of our family. And and then, you know, I have another child who uh, just recently came out as transgender. And so that's been a journey. Um, So, you know, it's been a lot of things, but actually they've all really helped me deal with my own stuff and, and not listen to that voice and understand that I, in order to show them that with all these things they're facing, they are still worthy. They are still loved. I had to start facing what I was saying to myself, what I was showing them about how I felt about me at the core. Um, you know, and you think before you have kids that you've shoved all that stuff away, but <laughs> yeah. the minute they appear, it's like all that trauma comes back and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't deal with this. Yeah. I so, think it comes yeah, back it's, and, and you know, it's, it's a journey.
0: It's, it's a journey, but it it doesn't only not go away. It becomes exacerbated and it's because now you, um, cause if you haven't dealt with the stuff, I call it. Okay. So two kids, one who has severe OCD, uh, and then you're daughter who came out as trans um, talk to us about that because I know a lot of parents pa- are struggling with that. That's a, you know, because now kids can come out. Um, But yeah. It, yeah. So, well,
1: so yeah. I think, well, I have, so I have three kids. So I have twins and one of the twins is the one with the OCD. And then um, my third child, um, they, it was during the, pandemic, I I always had a sense that they actually were were gay, um, and actually, like, they told me that years before, and, you know, that was no big deal, um, but during the pandemic, they were going through all of this stuff. It, they were severely depressed, and things were really hard, and, and they just came to realize that this is what was happening, that they were not comfortable in their own skin, that they were not feeling on the outside, the way they were feeling on the inside. And I I had, you know, and they they were concerned about talking to me or telling anyone or so it was a lot of, of struggle, but actually it became this incredible experience for them um, and, and for me because they really gave me the opportunity to kind of open my mind and see really see the things that I've been holding on to the the constructs that I had you know filled my life with not not knowingly just because that's that's how you're you know brought up um and I always thought I was so open and such an ally and and I am, but I also realized there were ways that I viewed the world that were you know narrow and so now I had this chance to to broaden all of that and my child who is amazing and wonderful, uh, they are just feeling so much freer and happier and better about themselves. Although, unfortunately, there is also that level of, uh, you know, anxiety because of what's going on in the world. But it just, it just became this, you know, this is, this is my child. This inner fire that is in them is not changing it's just they need to feel like they match who they are on the inside.
0: Well, they put you to the test, I would say.
1: Oh, yes, yeah,
0: for sure. And yeah, <laughs> and uh,
1: I, as
0: I was reading the book, because uh, they at uh, at sixteen years old, I think Jesse mm-hmm. uh, said that they wanted surgery, um, and
1: yeah, yeah, and that's what kind of. Um, you know, sent all these thoughts into my brain. And I didn't, I didn't handle it well when they came to me talking about it. Um, But it was a, it, it was a process of sort of coming to terms with, this is not, this is not my body, my life, my challenge. And I know what it's like to feel free and to be who you really are. And that's what I want for them. So instead of reacting, I needed to just be present.
0: You really have to dig into yourself and all those emotions. And it really, it kind of lays, as a parent, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, we all have the struggles with ourselves and with our kids and with our own parents. And uh, it, it really reveals, I think, as a parent, your own vulnerabilities is kind of what you're saying. You think you have it all or you've tackled a lot of the issues and then uh, there's always more issues they continue on throughout always one's entire more. life. Yeah. You think this is the always. big issue? Well, you know what? Five years from now, there's going to be a bigger issue. That's what I right. 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 Exactly. So
1: don't get comfortable it, with this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't get comfortable. It's not static. It's ongoing. It's fluid, no. um, which is good, I guess. Right.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, why else are we here? We're here. Because we're experiencing, right? and we get to experience with these amazing people who we brought into the world. I mean, it's just you know, it's kind of a gift.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's what really in, in the book, say one thing, uh, because you're you're so open and, and you write so well, it just it, it's it's very reassuring. I guess. Um, Yeah. It has this, yeah, it really has kind of a reassuring feel. It was not
1: easy to write. You know, I, I, there were moments when I was writing where I was like, Oh my gosh, am I really going to reveal all of that or tell all of that? Or, you know, and I would think about the people I knew in my life already and how maybe they thought I had it all together. And really I don't. Um, So, you know, but I, I, I felt like if, either I was going to be, go all the way and be open and vulnerable, vulnerable about these things, or what, you know, what was the point?
0: Yeah. What about your children? Because, yeah, for you know, for you, you were able to say, okay, I can do this and expose myself. And I use the word expose mm-hmm. emotionally uh, in, in every way, your whole family. How about the children? What, how, so I yeah.
1: communicated with them all along and um, read, you know, read them various, parts in various chapters and got their permission to go forward because it would have been very difficult to tell my own story without exposing some of their story. Um, I did end up changing their name uh, just because I don't want to make it easy for anyone. I mean, if someone's going to find them, they're going to, you know, find them to, Yeah. but they're, I mean, well, let's knock on wood, hope that doesn't happen. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, I did want to take a little bit of that um, away, I give them a little anonymity, but yeah, they they were fully aware, they were fully on board, which is so nice. Um, we, you know, we've one thing we've done as a family is we're very we're very open, we're very vulnerable with each other. Uh, we know how to apologize. I, we know how to say, you know, oh that that wasn't about you, that was about me, or you know, and um, they've never felt any sort of shame about their challenges, their OCD or whatever it is that they're facing. And um, so I don't think it was a new concept for them that I was going to be this open. (laughs) Um, But I did definitely get their their permission and they're okay. Let's see how they feel in 20 years. I don't know. But for now, (laughs) they're good.
0: For now, in the moment, isn't that meditation, yoga? Yes, yeah, stay in the moment, mindfulness practices, right? Yes, but yes. you know they have the language to be able, and you do too, obviously, to to as you say, express these feelings and and to um, recognize their feelings and talk about them. What would you say in terms of advice, like to other families who maybe don't have the language? Is that necessary uh, or?
1: There, I don't think yeah. you need the language so much as the feeling of safety, you know? So if you if if you are honest, it doesn't mean you have to reveal everything about your life to your children. I mean, there are things that, you know, maybe you don't want to share. But yeah. if you are the model in terms of saying you're sorry or um, recognizing when you're not being nice to yourself and then, bring, you know, bringing attention to that. Wow. I didn't, I shouldn't have treated myself that way. I should have, you know, I, I wish I had said blah, 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 or whatever it is. I think it's just, you know, if children feel emotionally safe, like you've given them room to talk, it doesn't really matter, you know, the language. It's more about just being able to speak. And the more they practice that, I think the more that the, the language piece comes, the, the, the ability to really articulate exactly what you're feeling comes. But I think really what allows for that is just, the, again, the feeling of, of a safe space. Safe space. And how does
0: the yoga, the meditation, I, I mentioned it early in the intro, and the mindfulness practices, how does that fit into that whole picture for you well, and that, for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, that was
1: really helped me. And, I you know, again, I recognize that, you know, I had uh, the privilege of being able to, process things and have access to things that would help me self-reflect and, you know, um, take care of myself, right? And it's not always available to everyone and not everyone's trauma is the same, but this is, so this is just my experience and what has helped me. Uh, and I, I think the for, the for me, the yoga and the mindfulness are some of the tools that I have found that help me. Be more in the present moment or catch myself sooner when um, you know, I'm not being kind to myself or when I am projecting my own feelings onto my kid. It 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 doesn't stop me from making those mistakes entirely or acting in that way. Um, it just allows me the space to notice it and then make a better choice. Um and you know, I, I, I think one of the things that made me want to write this book in the first place is when I would go visit kids at schools and, you know, I'm talking about all these children's books that I've written and there's a lot of mindfulness and self care and self love and all these practices in it. And sometimes the kids would ask me, well, are you always mindful or do you ever yell or are you always kind? And of course, you know, that would snap me back into reality. And I'm like, "Of, of course I'm not always mindful. And of course I sometimes yell and, make mistakes and I'm not always kind, but these are the tools I have when those things happen so that I can catch it sooner and uh, it's not as intense and I can, you know, find a way to learn from it and make it better. Um, And that's, you know, and sometimes you just have to let things go. Like if you've done something and there's no opportunity to fix it, right? Because also as parents, we always want to fix everything, I think. Um, You just have to let it go and be gentle with yourself about it. Um, So, yeah, I think the mindfulness and the yoga, they, they, first of all, physically moving my body always helps my brain. Uh, I've noticed that about myself. And it also gives me this this moment, this time to practice not, not worrying so much about before, after, you know, I'm really... I'm really in the moment with these things, Um, and and they they help me just be more aware of what's happening, so that then I can I can choose something different. I mean,
0: obviously, that's well said. Instead of just trying to control, control, and control things that haven't even happened yet, that you're uh, the the future that you know nothing about, but you're still worrying about it. uh, Yeah, stay in the moment. We have a couple minutes left great book, Say One Thing, Susan Verde. But Susan, tell us uh, where we can go to find out more information about you and, uh, you know, where we can buy the book, I yes, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So
1: you can buy Say One Kind Thing or any of my other books at any local bookstore on Amazon. Um, and you can also uh, come to my website, which is susanverde.com And there's all the information about the books and the workshops I do and the things like that. So you can email me and all of that. And I'm also on um, Instagram at Susan Verde and Twitter at Susan Verde. So pretty, pretty accessible.
0: Very accessible. No excuse for not (laughs) getting in touch, right? No excuses. Anyway, (laughs) it was to thank some of you being on the show today. It was great. Say one thing, lessons in acceptance, love and letting go. And the author is Susan Verde.
1: Thank you so much for having me.